We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd, who also runs the show on the board. Uh, if you guys didn't know, Mr. Producer Man. Uh, follow us both up on the tweet machine. You guys know where to follow me. We go through this. I'm verified. You already know what it is. Chris, talk to him. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206, and that's CKID206. Do you think people know that you're the one who produces? I don't know if a lot of people produce and host at the same time. Do you even know that? I think by now. If you've been rocking with the show for the last, what, four years, mm-hmm. you realize I... I do my best to produce our show. Huh, so, yeah. I, you know, I got to show you some love there. I don't know. I'll, <laughs> there's a lot of people who produce. We got a lot of, even just on The Athletic, I think you got to be one of the only people who uh, co-hosts and produces. So shout out to Chris uh, on that. But we've, been, we've been gone for a little bit. So I said, welcome back. I've uh, been gone for a few weeks. Um, shout out to everyone who submitted questions for our mailbag episode. I think that was our last one. Did that after yeah. mandatory mini camp. Yep. Uh, shout out to you guys. We had to take a little bit of break. Um, I think that was our first break in over in four years. Like yeah. we actually took a, we're not doing nothing. No pod, not mm-hmm. talking about it. Mm-hmm. No, you weren't tweeting the Seahawks stuff. No. I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. I, I, we literally went, we disappeared. Uh, yeah, well, I was in Miami, so you disappeared. Uh, having a good time. Chris <laughs> had a birthday. Uh, he turned 28, uh, baby. Yeah, no, COVID year. A little bit of background, real quick. We're getting to Seahawks stuff. Sorry, <laughs> but Chris is the same age as me. We're both 29. He doesn't think that his 2020 counted. So when he, count. so he, <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Tell <laughs> me I'm just, wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> you can't just take a year off. So that's why. Um, that's why I said twenty. We're both both because of COVID. Yeah, so no, I'm still twenty eight. I get your reasoning. It's just 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 wrong. Great reason. But that's why for the for the hiatus, but we back though. We in training camp mode. Chris and I are both at training camp Wednesday afternoon. I wore a black shirt, as you guys watching on YouTube can see. It was a very bad idea. I was very hot. Uh, I'm not going to wear one on Thursday or probably any other day that it's going to be above seventy degrees. Smart move. Um, but a uh, lot to lot to get into with the training camp. Um, the first thing that I want to start with, not even an on the field thing. Probably the most the biggest topic of the 2021's NFL season is is COVID again um, and just how it pertains to vaccinations because that's the big thing now. The vaccine exists and I think that the we're, we're back to normalcy but we can only get there through the vaccines because that's people are probably seeing now in their locals uh, in their areas like Washington. I think Governor Inslee is like, yo, mask up again. I yeah. think Oregon's off the same thing. California's off the same thing. <clears throat> Nevada's off the same thing. Like, yo, vaccinated or not, mask up. This Delta variant is not messing around. Right? So in the NFL, it's become a very hot button topic. You got Cole Beasley leading the charge for the anti-vaxxers. And uh, that is probably that's very bad news for the anti-vaxxers that Cole Beasley is your spokesperson because that is not. That's not who you want. Um, but vaccination rates among teams have become uh, the new thing because there, there's basically two worlds you can live in now. If you're an NFL player, all coaches have to be vaccinated. And you're just you're not going to have your job. <laughs> That's kind of how it it's is. That simple. Ask dude over at the Vikings. They had to move him to <clears throat> what well, they had to move him to. It was like Pert senior advisor of they something. They made a job for him. Basically, they basically <laughs> like, something you can do from home. It's basically what they made uh, Crazy. of the O-line coach at stuff. the vaccine. Yeah, at the Vikings. Um, so there's two worlds you can live in. I'm going to read some of this. Like if you're fully vaccinated, right? So 
in the NFL, if you're a player, you don't have to get tested daily. Basically, you can just you can be free. You know, you can you no mask at the facility, no mask on the on the road. Uh, if we if you at the Seahawks or any team is playing and another guy's hometown, he wants to see his aunties, his cousin, his you know his side piece, whatever, they can all kick it, right? No no restrictions there. Uh, if you get exposed to somebody who has uh, COVID, you don't have to quarantine like you had to in, in years prior. Um, you can eat in the lunchroom with everybody. There's no restrictions on the weight room, the locker room. You know, if you got a buddy you like to shower next to, like y'all good. You know, like you just know none of none of that. Um, so I think it even says in here you can you can use the sauna and the steam room. So like those, you're basically living free uh, if you're vaccinated. Now, if you are not, you are living in 2020. Is that just like does that seem awful? Yes, because it was like you get tested. Every day, you got to be masked up all the time, all types of travel restrictions. You got to be socially distanced in a locker room. You can't eat lunch with the, the homies. Like, you can't even eat lunch in the cafeteria. You got to grab a sack lunch. If you, for real, I'm reading this right here in the, in the thing that the league sent out. Like, um, if you, and if you, and it's the same thing as in uh, if you, you test positive, then boom, 10 days gone. So you're basically living in 2020 uh, if, if you were not vaccinated. Does that mean you are forced to get vaccinated? No, it does not. It just means you have to live in 2020. I'm actually surprised that more Seahawks weren't willing to do that because what the Seahawks can say is, especially if you were on the team last year, look, we had no vaccine. I lived my life right, and I didn't catch COVID. I can just do that same thing without getting the vaccine. That's like, is it a good argument? No. Is it one that I can understand someone coming to as a conclusion? Yes, I can. But as Pete Carroll revealed to us uh, Wednesday, the Seahawks will – in about a week or so with the like the I want to say incubation periods of how long the vaccines take to kick in and how long you have to wait in between shots, they will have 90 of their 91 players fully vaccinated in about a week or so. That's got to be one of the highest rates uh, in the league. I'm having one of my colleagues check on that. I'll probably know by the time we finish recording. I, I got to think, Chris, that that's the highest rate in the league. And if you're wondering why it's 91 and not 90 players like every other team, all of the NFC West teams were allocated a player from the uh, international pathway program. So if you know, the Seahawks have that German linebacker um, and then the NFC West, everyone has one. Those guys you get a roster exemption for. So on top of the 90 guys you already have, you get to add that one dude um, from Germany or Italy or who, wherever. So they have 91 guys. And if Aaron, I think his last name is Dunker, I don't know how to pronounce it right. Uh, but if Aaron makes the team, like he doesn't even he doesn't have to count against the practice squad none of like that so it's ninety one, um, not to say that he's the ninety he's the guy not getting the vaccine. You know, we create we don't clear. Know who it yeah, is. we don't know who. We're not going to speculate. I don't necessarily care. Um, it's a damn good percentage, man. But uh, Pete Carroll did say that the one guy who's not getting the vaccine, they're not even going to try to persuade him. It sounds like he has a personal reason. It's tied to his family. I would imagine that that means Pete didn't elaborate. Cause I don't think he wants to elaborate on other dudes like business like that. Although I think it's technically everyone's business. Why someone doesn't want to get something to protect them from spreading an airborne virus. But um, he says it's a family thing. I would take that to mean that this person's family has a history of adverse reactions to vaccines uh perhaps because of some immune immunodeficiency that's perhaps genetic i'm not entirely so i'm speculating there um but even though it, like 90 out of 91 it's probably it's the best in the league and i don't even know this for a fact i'm willing to put that on the line and say the seahawks are leading the charge in that regard of gotta be getting gotta players be. vaccinated and that just shows the type of organization that they are in this circumstance and that's really cool to see because you look around the league it's not the yeah, greatest over there in Washington. It's not good. Rivera's over there hot. <laughs> Indy doesn't have the Indy coach. Frank Wright's have uh, got, he got having he, a problem. Yeah, he got the, he got the suds and, over there. And the thing is, they've announced that forfeits are possible this season. Oh, due that's to COVID. the other part. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Mike and I was talk. We're talking off wax. And Mike, he's you know, it's not really a hot take, but he was basically saying that he doesn't think it's going to get to that. My hope no, is no, that it so. doesn't. But when you got when you have players that aren't vaccinated and are free to do as they please, because last year there was more of it was more strict. There was a protocol. Hey, you can't go anywhere. I'm sure players probably did, but they're probably more quiet about it. Whereas now everything's open back up and going out is the norm. You can go and do those things that last year you would be frowned upon. 
and wasn't even available to you. Like you, That's like in well. Seattle, you couldn't do what Dwayne Haskins did. Like maybe hit the club for somebody's birthday. Correct. You couldn't really do that out here probably until like March. And my fear is now that, you can. Yeah, and my fear is that some players, young rookie guys, second year, third year guys, they don't understand the importance of this job that they have, and they go out and think, "Oh, it's cool, man. You know, I wear a mask, but." They take off the mask. Something happens. Now you go see your teammate, dap up. Next thing you know, you get tested. You're positive. You are around your teammates, and now it becomes an issue. My hope is it doesn't come to that, but if you look across the league, it's not it's not certain. You're, you're questioning, dang, can they really get it done? The NBA is a smaller league. They did the bubble. It worked out. You had Chris Paul going to protocol. It ended up working out with the NFL. It's just a bigger magnitude. You got over fifteen hundred players. It it's yeah, really well, it, well over. I think it's yeah. It's I want to say damn near impossible to make sure everyone's doing the right thing. I did a really good job of it last year. Sure, there are a few outbreaks, but it didn't get too crazy to where you had to cancel the season midway or any part. So this year is going to be even more important now that things are open back up. You look at Atlanta. It's open. I mean, it's, it's been open. Florida, Texas. Yeah, there's a lot of places. A lot of places that Vegas, are open I believe. And... No, no, no. I just said Nevada's closing back down. So never mind. Okay. I mean, but, it's, but Vegas still going to be Vegas. I actually, Nevada's not closing back down. I think they have a mask mandate coming back in. Um, I think so. And the, that, yeah, and, go ahead. And that's a tip to the hat of the Seahawks just because of what they're doing. And I don't know what Pete told his guys in the locker room or how he approached oh, them. Oh, I but... know what he told them. Go ahead. Well, no, his, I mean, this, I, know, I, I know how Pete thinks. Pete saw the fact that you could cost your team playoff positioning because that's what happens if you forfeit. My question is, even though Pete said those things, what's the difference between Pete saying it and some other coach and other players are like, I don't need the vaccination still, which is why the Seahawks are 90 out of 91 other teams are well below that threshold. Well, I think I think part of that is the, the mindset of always compete. Yeah. You know, like when you have always compete everywhere yep. and you treat the vaccine as like a way to compete against other teams, like they probably take pride in having – Whatever, 90, what's uh, 90 divided by 91? Whatever percentage that is. We'll say 98%. No, no, it's got to be, uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they take pride in that, probably like being the highest, uh, you know, vaccination rate. I think some other teams are also really high. Like I said, someone was checking on that, on that for me, but I'm pretty sure that's what Pete told him. Like, yo, guys, like, you're, you're potentially, what's rule number one in this program? Protect the team. Like you, you being vaccinated does that. Yes, you it go. protects the, the protected team was a broad term he's had for a decade uh, here in Seattle. But like this is where one of those situations where like Pete couldn't have foreseen using protect the team in this way. But this is what it's for at the same time. Yep. Like you're not protecting the team if you potentially um, do not get vaccinated. Right. Like that's it. I think the other part of it is what we haven't considered. Like we just talked about guys have the opportunity to like go to a dinner or go to a bar where they couldn't before last year. Yes. The other thing is visitors. Mm. Right. So all these guys That's do not true. all these guys do not live alone. Friends, family. family comes in. They slide through. I think part of how they got through uh, COVID last year without any positive tests. Seattle, I mean, is they were testing family members. Mm. They were testing people coming in like that was available to people's spouses and um, family members traveling into Seattle, traveling out. So like they were even making sure that if you had a cousin fly in for a birthday or something like that to come see you and your linebacker, cousins getting tested, too. Right, yeah. like right straight from the airport to get a test, I believe. So, um, that's are they doing that stuff? Like, do you can't control that? Like, if, if one guy in the D line room doesn't want to get it and they have a D line dinner, and like, yeah. okay, now is the, is the D line guy exposed? And then does he wipe out the whole D line room? And you get a Broncos situation where you wipe out your whole position group and they had to start that dude, whatever his <laughs> name was, and start him at, at quarterback. He was like a receiver. Uh, so I think that's where probably Pete Carroll was like, yo protect the team we're not doing that we're not gonna have that especially yeah. like like the quarterback room was probably with first like hey danny etling alex magoo if you mother effers get covid and <laughs> you are out of here if you are around russ yeah i will put you on a front put you on a greyhound back to where you from like you got to just go through it that way and then you have position group leaders who enforce those same rules and then you just got whatever position group has the one guy again well, won't speculate on which Guy, I honestly don't think really matters. That dude will probably give in after a little bit if he's a dude on the fringe. Like if he's on the back end of a roster, those dude guys are kind of getting forced. Because if you was a seven-string receiver and you don't want the vaccine, you get cut. <laughs> well, again, that's kind of what it is. Applause to the Seahawks for getting it done. That's really dope. But I know everyone's curious about football aspect. And the great thing is, two big guys that are pretty important to this franchise at this moment. Jamal Adams and Dwayne Brown were indeed present for training camp. Two of the most important, I would say. Meanwhile, they weren't participating. They were there. That's always a good sign. They're actually in the building. 
supporting their teammates. That's what you like to see. Well, and not getting fined. That's that's another that's thing. the other part why the they was there too. Yeah, but even sometimes guys will. I'm not showing up. You're not paying me, and we've seen that before. But again, Dwayne Brown and Jamal were present today, but there's still questions looming. The contract deal going to be close? Are they mm-hmm. close to a deal? What's the next steps, Mike? As we are about a month out, month and some change from the football season. I will say that both of those guys are probably here because they want to support their teammates and they have faith in the organization that they're going to get paid. I should throw that out there first. Second thing is they don't want to get fined. I don't have the fine rules in front of me, but the new CBA agreed to in March of 2020 basically like makes it so it's really cost prohibitive to contract holdout. Like you. You're going to lose. I forget how much you lose. You might start losing like 50 bands a day or something like that. If you hold out under the, the new CBA makes it so you're, you're, you're just burning money. If And bands. I don't think teams, because before like Cam Chancellor, I don't know this for sure, but like when he held out in 2015 and came back, he was getting fined that whole time. And he got fined for missing the two games that he missed in the regular mm. season. The Seahawks have the ability to waive those fines. They'd be like, you know what? It's good. You're back. We love you. I think that ability to waive the fines has been stripped. So if you get fined, you find. That's just kind of what it is. And that's a lot of dollars per day. Training camps like 30 something days or something like that. Like maybe, maybe not that many. Maybe not that many, but you get the point. Yeah. It's a lot of bread. It's a lot of bread you're burning. So that is why that these guys are showing up. So I think even if they had faith in your organization that would get done, I would have, I, I would, I could see a scenario where Jamal wouldn't have shown up or Dwayne mm. wouldn't have shown up. Dwayne's already not shown up to work before that Houston. It's a very know, important thing you brought up there. Yeah. He likes to hear more than he does Houston, but the point still remains, he still want to get paid. Right. So, uh, I think that's, that's factors into why both of these guys, um, showed up, showed up. You basically, I think Xavier Howard in Miami is doing the same thing. He, I think he even put it out on his Instagram. He was like, I'm just here. So I don't get fined. That's why guys are here. Because that money is, it's a lot. I mean, Earl Earl probably didn't get his fines waived when he when he held out in 2018. And that was probably a lot of bread. But then why did Earl show up for week one? So he wouldn't lose game checks. Because Earl was making, I don't know, probably a few hundred grand per game or something like that at that point. That's a lot of money he'd be burning. His agent probably was like, hey, bro, you need to get this money. <laughs> so show up. Uh, so And that's really what both of them are still waiting on is to get this money. Um we can get to Jamal one uh, after this, but I think the Dwayne Brown situation is kind of interesting. I was on the station you work at, Chris, at nine fifty, and I was on with uh, Softy and Dick, Go Kooks. I was on with them, and they were like, "Yeah, Jamal's the number one storyline. So, what do you think is number two? And I was like, "The Dwayne one might be number one." Check them, Russ, man. It's pretty big. Yeah, like so. I think part of it is the defense got better. I think it's like value above replacement. I guess mm-hmm. is the summary that I'm gonna go with here. Um, Dwayne, like we're not supposed to report a bunch of depth chart stuff. I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm sorry, PR staff. Jamarco Jones is in line to be the starting left tackle if Dwayne's not out there. That is a problem, right? Like problem, problem, problem. And if he's not, then it would be like Stone Forsyth, their six round pick out of Florida. Also a problem, right? Like the drop off between Dwayne and who was after Dwayne is big right so if he was to potentially not be out there like i was just listening to an interview with uh, russell wilson on dan patrick from two weeks ago um and he was just like i love when Dwayne's out there like i need him out there uh he didn't say this in the context of his contract holdout he was just saying like how much he loves Dwayne. you know why chris because these other guys ain't Dwayne. yeah that's not to say now i gotta preface this that is not to say that the gap between jamal adams and ryan neal is not also wide I do think it is just smaller, much smaller, I think I would add, um, than the gap between Dwayne, Jamarco, and Stone. I just I just don't think that those guys are at the like Dwayne's really one of the best in the biz and has been for so long, so consistent, plays such an important position. Not to say that just strong safety isn't important. It's very important, even but the in the flexibility this is there. Yeah, it's like you can move guys around and not make up for Jamal, but I trust Ryan more than I do Jamar on those other guys. That's I've seen point. Ryan start. I've seen Ryan play well. Make him, he's made plays. Exactly. He's won the game. Have I seen for the Seahawks? Jamarco play well at tackle? No. Has I seen him play well at guard? Yes. Um, and I haven't seen Stone play at all, so I don't know. So that's why I think the Dwayne was like, and, and Pete, Pete's kind of acting. I mean, Pete, you were there for Pete Carroll's press conference. It's probably on YouTube and stuff right now, too, but. Like, we were asking Pete about, like, I asked him, like, why isn't Dwayne practicing? He's like, I just didn't practice today. <laughs> Pete. Why? Yeah, Pete's like, I, I saw that. I saw him there. Uh, oh, I should say this, too. Um, Dwayne was wearing a mask 
on the sideline. All the guys who are, I think even if you are vaccinated and you're not practicing, you're supposed to wear a mask. Was Jamal wearing one? I don't think so. I don't think that implies that Dwayne is the one guy. I just wanted to, I, I, it, it could in theory, but that's only if guys are like following the rules. Like Dwayne Eskridge didn't have a mask on. He didn't practice. Yeah. Um, but I think Travis Homer might have had one on. So you nipped. I I I don't want to just say like, oh, Dwayne didn't have a mask on. So or Dwayne had a mask on. So he's the one guy. I don't want to make that assumption. And I, I know people would jump into that, but I, it's not a for sure for sure thing. Um, but yeah, Dwayne asking Pete Carroll about like, yo, why Dwayne not practicing? He's like, well, you know, he's a veteran. You know, we take care of our veterans, which they do take care of the yes. veterans. And during practice, you see the practice reports come out and be like, oh, Thursday, Dwayne's not rest. It's rest. Dwayne's never done that in training camp. <laughs> he's out there. Holy gets. He's, he's just always there in training camp. When he wanted a new contract in 2018, you know where he was? On the field. Yes. And then he got paid like a couple days later. So that was in 2018 when he signed the deal that he's on now. So that one, it, it feels like, it feels like Dwayne's insistence on getting a new deal kind of caught these guys off guard a little bit. That's what it feels like. I don't know that to be sure, but that's what it feels like. J- Jamal, they already knew. We traded first for two first round picks before he got paid, right? Like, yeah. You know, it's kind of clear. Even when they traded for Dwayne in 2017, it was like very clear, like you're upset. You've held out games because you want a new contract. If we trade for you from Houston, we got paid. Right. And they did. They paid him. Like, it seems that that they're ready for. I don't know how ready they were for the 35 year old left tackle to be like, hey, hey. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Can I get a bag? <laughs> I don't know how much they're ready for that. They traded up for a left tackle in the draft. Um, Who was it that asked Pete if it's a contract thing? I think it was Brady. You just want to confirm like, hey, so you. Didn't... Yeah, it was Brady Edison, ESPN. He said, yeah. Hey, you didn't really give us an idea of if it's a contract situation or you just not want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, all right. Yeah, see, so. <laughs> there that, it is. Yeah, Pete being so tight lipped on a situation, just even telling us what the situation is. That's yeah. unlike, unlike Pete, I think, in terms of contract stuff. He's usually been pretty like open it even if he just says hey you know it's the business part of the game we'll get it handled behind the scenes he's not even telling the stat he's just like oh yeah Dwayne's old so sometimes he don't <laughs> practice it's like wait a minute man Dwayne <laughs> hey, was old last year <laughs> you're 69 buddy you gotta stop calling guys old uh but it, i just don't i don't i don't like that that excuse because also with the Dwayne contract i mean you look at the numbers Dwayne hasn't said much there hasn't been many leaks on it um i haven't even heard anything about it i, I dig in a little bit i'm looking at like Dwayne even when he signed his new deal was only like the seventh highest paid tackle at the time or something, something around that, that realm. I think now he's somewhere between um, 16 or 17. Uh, Cause that guy in uh Indy just got paid. I forget his name. Braden something just got paid. So I think if he wants to get in the top five, you're looking at like 18 million for your 36. Dwayne turns 36 in August 30th. This is your 36 year old left tackle. There's not a lot of precedent for tackles playing well that deep into their career. They do play that deep in their career. I mean, there's already one in the division. Um, Andrew, Andrew Whitworth, Whitworth yeah, with the Rams. At age 38, I believe he signed a $30 million deal. Yeah, he's, um, he's been doing and it. And he's still balling at age 40. So it's doable. Even Trent Williams, I think, is ooh, upper 30s um, and is playing well. I think he's the highest paid left tackle in the league right now. So there, it, it, can, it can happen. I don't think Trent's as old as Dwayne, but you may be looking at at least getting Dwayne in the top 10 again. And even that's going to cost like 15 mil. The cost would be worth it though. What does Russ say? Uh, yeah, he needs his guy. <laughs> he needs my guy. He needs 76. <laughs> that out, would, out. That, 
I know it's going to cost, but to protect your number three, your guy that can get you to a Super Bowl and win one, you got to get it done. You have to, you got to figure a way to get it done. There's got to be a way that these two sides come together and agree to terms. And he's out on the field getting his reps. He might not be going crazy, going hard, but he just needs to get his reps. They just need him on Sunday. I don't really need him the whole rest of the rest of the week. Oh, I did write a story on this. We had to break into the top 10. They'd have to get around like 15 million. That would top, I think, DJ Humphreys of Arizona, who's at 14-7. Um, and then, yeah, Whitworth did sign for a 10-year or three-year or excuse me, three years and 30, which averages at at 10. At the time of Whitworth's deal, that was about three per three point. I think he was 3.3% of the salary cap in 2020. So I think that rises to three or that stays at three in 2021. So this year he's at three and then 7% in 2022. Right now, Dwayne's already due to account for 7.3% of this year's salary cap. So he's probably going to want to stay at that number because those are the numbers that really matter is the what percentage are you taking up of the salary cap. Um, they have the money to pay Dwayne. They do. They have the money to pay Dwayne, Jamal, Xavier Howard, me and Chris, Quandre, uh, the valet dudes. Like They got money to pay everybody. Dude who stocks the vending machines, they got money around there. Um a little fun little tidbit behind the scenes. So we I don't have it on me because you gotta give it back. But you have one of those trackers, or did I only get the tracker? I think that you beeps. only got it. Yeah, a little tracker that beeps when you're like, it's like this big. Like, oh, I saw those. It's like okay. the size of a domino for everybody who's listening, uh, not seeing us on YouTube. So that's what that noise was. Yeah, it beeps when you're within six feet of someone who's not of the tier that you are, and I'm tier two, so I can go in the building and stuff like that. Um, I found out on my way out, it was like hey, make sure you guys put these back in a little case at the front door because if you lose it, it's $100. And then I guess somebody asked a PR person, like, okay, so who pays that $100 if we lose it? And it was like, y'all. I was like, hold on, time out. Jody Allen's worth how much? And she can. <laughs> and she can't just foot this little, little dick. Come on, man, we turtle aside. here. Like, what? You guys, I'm making a hundred million a year. You guys do it out here, man. Like you guys are probably spending that much on food and grooming for a little turf, the dog that you got running around. I ain't even the mascot. Anyway, I thought that was uh, kind of funny since we talking about yeah, home bread beeping a lot too, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah. There was a lot of beeping going on. It was very confusing. Uh, but I, I, back to Dwayne and the contract, I think that might be the most important one right now. You know, they're both very important. It's not to, to dismiss one, one or the a, other. One A, one B, if you want to yeah, be. Yeah, really want to look at it. I don't want the Dwayne thing to fly under the radar, man, especially the way Pete's kind of talking about it, you know, because how and then I, how long does Dwayne want to play? You could summarize it like this. With Dwayne Brown, this is Russell Wilson's best offensive line he's had in his career. Without Dwayne Brown... It's probably like a bottom four. Look at that difference there. Just look at that. Yeah, that from being one of the best to being Russell Wilson's best, period, mm -hmm. to now a bottom in the league without Dwayne. That is scary. I think Dwayne was second in ESPN's pass rush win rate model last year. Like he was a stud. Get it done. I think <laughs> I think the Seahawks, what are they gonna be like? A top let's say all five guys stay healthy, they won't, but that's just whatever. Let's say they it's do football. Yeah, I don't want to project who will get hurt. I'll say they're probably what a top twelve offensive line, probably Dwayne Brown, Gabe Jackson, Damian Lewis. Top fifteen, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, and that I, I would say a little, a little bit above average. I, I think twelve is probably like a good. They were like the eleventh ranked unit. I could see that without Dwayne for any stretch, that drops to about twenty eight. Um, I am not. Come on, man. I'm serious. Um, Just look at all the edge rushers in the division. <laughs> edge rushers, and now like teams are smart. They stunt guys, and like, come on, man. It would just and then oh my no, it would it would be bad. Like I think they need to. I don't know if that ain't. I don't even know if they're in discussions with Dwayne's people. Well, at least we know him and Jamal's people talking. There's leaks all over the place. <laughs> we don't even know if they talking. Like this is very very concerning. It's quiet for me. Yeah, I think it's gonna get done though. I'm gonna be optimistic. Dwayne, I don't think has ever been. A person that is out there with, with the media talking contracts and situations, I personally think it'll get done before the season starts. I don't know when that will be. There's, what, five and a half, six weeks left? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot so of I, I, time. There's, there's time. I think they'll get it done. It's Dwayne Brown. Seahawks need him. My, we my, just made a perfect case of looking at it and the standpoint of where the Seahawks rank with him offensively or they don't rank. The Seahawks are very well aware of that. I would assume they get it done before the first game. My 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 guess on the contract numbers because I think it'll get done too. Because um, Dwayne didn't resign here to you know to hold out. No, <laughs> like he's not going to just miss games. Um, even though he missed games in Houston, like that's the well, thing. he like, didn't even want to be there. Yeah, he didn't want to be there at all. Like I mean, he, owner was racist. They can, come to a, this, yeah. they can come to a conclusion like, hey, we can we'll work with you with you know this amount of money. And Dwayne probably like, all right, cool, let's get it done. My guess would be probably like a two year thirty one. 
So 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, I I think uh, the guarantees I would have to do some research on, but I think that gets him in the top 10, which is, I mean, when you're, when you're turning 36, even if you're playing at a high level, like there's only so much you can get, you know, out of a team. Like how many years do you have left in you? I mean, that would give, that would take him through his age 37 to age 38 seasons and make $15 million a year. So like, that's, I think that's, that's really solid, solid money. If not, welcome to the Jamarco Jones show. Or Cedric Abui or Stone Forsyth. Like that's that's what we're that's what we're looking at. I don't think anyone in Seattle outside of those three guys we just named really want that to be the case. Now with Jamal, we've I don't I think we've talked about it on the show uh before. So the funny thing about the Jamal contract is like he can we know he considers himself a defensive weapon. Um in the As Seahawks he was like, with Colin Coward. Yeah, like there's there's no salary for that, and teams aren't creative enough. And that the Seahawks definitely are not. They're pretty stick. They stick to their structure pretty, uh, pretty tough in terms of contracts. They're not creative enough to be like, well, let's create a salary for a weapon. You know, no. The Seahawks <laughs> are like, man, you are a safety. We're gonna pay you like uh, the best safety in the league because we think you are. We deserve that. When you say weapon, you've seen Doom with the Rock, right? No, that movie looks stupid. I wasn't. Gonna it was watch terrible. That. But there's a scene yeah. See, where I they, knew it. I knew it. They get a BFG, and that's the big effing gun. That's what I see. As Jamal Adams, he is just this big weapon that destroys any and everything, and that's what the BFG does. It destroys oh, okay. any and everything. Okay. So, for those of my people that saw Doom, Anybody you're welcome. See that movie, man. It's actually entertainingly bad. Oh, it's sense. one of them. It's so bad that it's, it's actually, like Soul Plane. I don't know how many people are, people are listening right now. It's like Soul Plane. I think another terrible film. On the, yes. the movie Rat Race. Have you seen that? I saw it once and haven't watched it again. I was like it's 13. It's so bad that it's... That it's good. I can't think of any. Pineapple Express is another one. Oh, terrible. That was a bad movie. Just getting high. But there it's you go. so, well, it's like high mixed with like a, a, a bunch of gun car terrible. chasing and stuff like that with like James Franco as this like Seth Rogen. Really, really stoner dude, which is like, who knew? But yeah, it's such a bad movie. But Sorry, guys. I didn't yeah, even no, go on a tangent. No, I, but. We, I love the movie tangents uh, um, in here. So the, the thing about Jamal considering himself a weapon, it's like, okay, what do you pay a weapon? You pay it 18 million, 19 million, 20 million. Because Jamal's best asset is pass rushing. Pass rushing gets you paid in this league. Um, his, I would say that his worst skill is probably coverage. But that's, I don't think he's bad at it like everyone else. I even say when I was on the radio, yeah, I think I, the idea that Jamal can't cover, like as an argument, false. is unbelievably stupid. Like, I just, cover. I just don't think there's anything. You just don't put him on Stephon Diggs. Yeah, like I don't, th- I, don't, down. I don't think there's anything to back that. Well, you don't put him on digs in the slot um, with no safety help playing cover one. I just don't think that's anybody's game. <laughs> it's not outside of Jalen Ramsey and Jair Alexander. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's anybody's game. But uh, I think that any notion that Jamal can't cover is just ridiculous. He can cover. There's really nothing you have to back up a healthy Jamal Adams not being able to cover outside of like some PFF grades that are all from him being hurt. Uh, so... And even then, he had really good moments in coverage uh, last year, too. He had some bad ones, too. Um, but I think he can he can legit cover. So you got a guy who can cover, stuff to run, rush the passer. I see why he's the BFG. <laughs> yeah, he's like, a weapon. That's different, you know? But Seahawks are like, well, come on now, man. If we give you $17 million, that's already resetting the safety market like crazy. Because what is the highest? Uh, dude in Jordan sent or... With it, Justin Simmons, Justin Denver. Simmons, excuse me, yeah. Denver, yes. So I think that that conundrum is kind of is is kind of interesting as well. I'm a bit more confident that something happens there, but I'm still nervous there as well because if they're gonna play the card that Jamal can't make more than Bobby, I do think that's stupid. And if I'm Jamal, I'm be like that's stupid. Like I will legit fight. That's the thing that you can't. I am 25. I think Jamal is 25, three time Pro Bowler, made the All Pro team. I broke DB record for sacks. Um, I'm in my prime. Because Bobby's waking what? 18? 18. Bobby's okay. at 18. Yeah. If you're saying me I can't make more than Bobby, just saw just some like arbitrary like stance. There's no nothing in the rule books that says Jamal Adams is not allowed to make more than Bobby Wagner. That's dumb. Well, like, the age discrepancies. Yeah, I think it. I think Bobby just turned 31 or something like that. So That's six years. Yeah, like one dude is like still really, really good, but he's not in his prime. He's like, he's just still really, he's really good. good. Jamal's like going to get better. You know, like I think if that's the Seattle argument, 
along with we can only pay like a safety. That's just dumb. And I and I'm, I'm I get it, but it's wrong. No, you can't do that. I you, get it. It's just you wrong. can't play that card after you traded the two first round picks. That is you, true. So even if you are right after you trade two first for me, you got no no leverage. no leverage. Well, you do have some because Jamal. What's Jamal going to do? Not play. Cost and, and then burn even 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 more money. The only thing that I didn't like from Pete Carroll today and everyone who uh, watched the press conference or even read my story today um, in the Athletic probably can figure. Pete was like. Well, I think it was me. Like I asked Pete, I said, "Hey, so why is he not practicing?" See, I have to ask Pete directly, like, because he liked to dance. He so gave me a smile. Yeah, I'd be like, "Why is he not practicing, Pete?" He's like, "Well, you know, he's dealing with the shoulder. He has surgery on his hands. In he February. has shoulder surgery." <laughs> it's like, uh, hmm, I don't want to call Pete a liar. I, I can't do that. He has more intel on the situation than me. Um, I haven't done a ton of reporting on the situation, to to be fair. Um, no one in Seattle really has. If you look at it, it's really just Mike Garofolo, or however you say his name. And you said it right. Yeah, Garofolo. It's really just him. <laughs> and Rappaport at NFL Network reporting this. No one locals really said anything of substance. So uh, maybe Brady Henderson has. I'm not sure. But so I'm not going to say that Pete's lying. I just have a hunch. It's just a hunch, Chris. Strong hunch. Jamal's shoulder will heal up just fine <laughs> when the ink on that contract dries. I just have a guess that he'll be fine. He's already going through walkthroughs. You know, he's at the meetings. Dwayne is too. Uh, I just have a feeling that them hands that he had operated on will magically, you know how, um, what, what is that? Uh, I feel like there's a movie where you could just heal uh, right away. Oh, this is a movie where you could just heal. Yeah, you what get hurt you and you could just heal. You get hurt, you just heal. Wow. No, I mean, I'm thinking of some Game of Thrones type of thing. Yeah, I haven't seen Game of Thrones. You're in your own world on that or one. Maybe player. it's like Harry Potter. I don't know. I feel like I was just watching something where you had the ability to just like heal yourself, heal a wound. Maybe it was Harry Potter. That's how you're gonna. See. Have you seen any Harry Potters? No. No, you haven't seen. Okay, so that's. I think that's how Jamal gonna be. If I got paid, if he yeah, if the, when the ink finally dries, like you put put the little ointment on his shoulder, and it's like. She heals up, which is good. All right, I'm good. Let's go ahead. L- let me let me get out there. I just don't buy Pete's kind of like ah. Well, you know he'd still be hurt anyway. Now I, I, he may need some monitoring. He may need to wear a brace or something like that. Like I I do believe that that like yeah, it's not like JJ f- what fully 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 back. You know he did have surgery, multiple surgeries. Like he was really really banged up. He hurt his elbow week two. He yeah got his shoulder crushed week ten. Uh, broke some fingers. Wasn't I don't it Gerald know Everett that did it. Yeah, I think Gerald Everett like pancake. Have, have they talked? I don't know. We haven't got to talk to Jamal. We haven't talked oh, to Gerald once, true. but I I missed that press conference. I forget what I was doing. Um, so I'll try and work on that. Uh, so I I thought that was funny from Pete. And like, yeah, no, no, he hurt. He hurt. Don't worry about it. Just like, mm, all right, okay. You sure? <laughs> You're really sure? Jamal loves ball. I'm pretty sure. When remember what did he do last year? Did he hurt himself? He was uh he was cutting a uh he was a, making he was cutting pineapple or something cutting he, fruit if I'm he, not mistaken yeah, he was cutting the fruit if you don't cut like strawberries or something like that yes yeah I do remember like that, cutting that, a stra- that press conference you don't cut a strawberry I don't think just cut the top off I get that but you don't even got to cut it. you just rip it anyway I think it's true or maybe it was like tomatoes or something no because you sliced tomatoes so anyway Ooh, he was cutting something it was and he cut his finger and he still practiced. You know, like he could practice with bad fingers is my point. Um, and I think he would in training camp in the preseason as soon as that ink is dry. That's my guess. Uh, if I had to, um, to do, I guess the Dwayne contract number, should I do that here too? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking 17. Uh, that's less than Bobby. You better go 19, 19, 20. I would, if I'm Seattle, I would, I wouldn't care about what Bobby makes. I think what Bobby makes is irrelevant. They play different positions, um, a different age, you used different assets to acquire each guy. Um, they have different accolades um, as well. Bobby's first team all pro. Uh, he plays a more pr- traditional position. That's like, you can't argue. You can't be like Jimmy Graham arguing. He's a receiver, uh, which I thought was a fair argument from Jimmy uh, with the saints, at least not with Seattle. Um, so I, I do get that, but I would, I would guess, or if I'm Seattle, I'm like, here, look, here's four years, $70 million. I think that average is about to 17.5 a year. That makes you the highest paid safety by a wide margin, at least $2 million more per year, I believe, than the dude in Denver. So that's a huge jump. That's very similar to the jump that Laramie Tunsil got when he was tra- also traded for two first-round picks from Miami to Houston, and he went to Bill O'Brien's office and said, Bill, you have to pay me now <laughs> because you traded the world for me. <laughs> I have all the leverage. 
So I would like to be the highest paid left tackle by a wide margin. I think he topped it by a few million. Trent Williams has since topped it, I believe, but you get the point. I think Jalen Ramsey might have done the same thing. I, might have, I think he might have been the first corner traded for two first-round picks. I think he's, what, making 20 million? Jalen is right now? 19 or 20. Yeah. So it's right there. If I'm Jamal, I want that same jump. I don't think I really need to create this new arbitrary like grading system of I'm a weapon, pay weapon salary. Because if that's the case, we can make up a weapon salary. <laughs> All right, weapons can make 17.5. <laughs> you know, like that's if you're it, a class A weapon, 17. Yeah, 17.5. <laughs> that's it. Like you, you can't. I don't. I really wouldn't use that either. I would just come to a number that feels right, and I think Jamal will be the highest paid safety at that number for a very long time. Yeah, too i think if you look different. at if you look at miami well i just don't think that there is a lot of elite players that can top that like coming up i think the closest person would be um maybe derwin buddha, james buddha baker buddha already got paid he's already at 15 oh that's mil. 15 okay. so the only two guys i could think about top of my head um yeah. is um what's the, what's the kid's name and yeah derwin james the chargers, the chargers but he's right. been too hurt they're not going to give him more than they're going to give him 18 mil after playing only what two full years maybe and then the kid in that was in miami that's now in pittsburgh uh make a fitzpatrick he could probably get in the market and say hey jamal's this i think i'm better than jamal um i need to be the next guy up to get 18 but even then i think that'll be a stretch for minka's representation even though he's a first round pick um and they still are traded for him so i think that that makes that could make jamal happy like you're well you're easily you're you're paid as more than just a safety because you're getting paid more than everyone else by a wide margin. And it's at a number that, because guys like to say, I'm the highest paid. You know, like they like that. You get that moniker, you get to keep it. I don't think nobody's topping that for a little It'd bit. Be tough. So you have a few, you know, it would be very, very, very tough. It's so like Mahomes is going to be the highest paid quarterback for a very long Forever. time. Like no one's going to, you know what I'm saying? That's just going to not be topped. I got half a billy. Yeah, his, his average annual salary. It's ridiculous. Kiss the, I mean, like Lamar is not going to touch that. Josh Allen's not going to touch that. Baker Mayfield's not going to touch that. Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, nobody's going to touch that. So I think he's he's good there. Um, Trevor Lawrence, whenever he's doing four or five years, he's not going to touch that either. So I think Jamal could be in a similar boat. I think that's cool. Yeah. I think that's that's my guess. You got a guess on the numbers? I was thinking probably 1920. That's my guess. I think they go all in with him. Like you said, they 1920? Whoa. Yeah. That's weapon money right there. That's weapon money. That's BFG money. That's BFG money. That's, that's BFG. I think that I think 19 for me is the start. Is the start? Oh yeah. boy. I wouldn't be surprised to say we'll be 19. I, 19 I feel like that's probably three, where Jamal's four, trying to go. And I respect that. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that though. I just don't know. Well, you're a good man. You're probably the Seahawks. Yeah, I don't know if we can do that. We're looking at 17 and a half, 16. What do you say? Because that well, because that gets you into the range of guys who cover at a really high level, too, though. When healthy, we'll see what he can do. Because like in terms of pass rushers, that would place him with like a like in like the Frank Clark tier. Yes. Which actually, see, yeah, that is tough. No, I can see why this is taking so long. <laughs> I can see why this is taking. There's so a long. lot on the table here. But for what it's worth, whatever they pay him, I think that it's it's like you can't overpay. I mean, if you pay like twenty eight million dollars or something like that, you top Joey Bosa money. I don't know what you're doing there. But I think they're gonna come to a number that's probably like. In between, uh, they might pay the same as Bobby. Make them the same. There you go. Whatever. Um, maybe take a short deal if you're Jamal. Take a two or three year deal. That means you hit the hit the market again at like age twenty eight, and you can get probably more bang for your buck. Uh, yeah. Then re up when the salary cap keeps going up. Maybe maybe you think about that too. Shaquille Griffin just took a three year deal. Yeah. With that same in mind, he's only twenty six. He's gonna boy, hit the market again at twenty nine. That boy got the yams over there in Jacksonville. They paid him handsomely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I. I I guess to kind of, before we get into our last thing, to close this out, I'm a little worried about the Dwayne situation, at least now. Now, watch, we say this and he's going to sign tomorrow. I'm, I'm not too worried. I think it'll, I'm I'm a, think he'll get, I think he'll get it done. Did Jamal one, not as much. I just don't think that Jamal, Jamal is the same as Dwayne in this, in this, in this regard. They both came here to win a championship. Boom. Not to beef over their contract. I understand why doing it in a uh, training camp, but by the time the season starts, these guys are going to want to be out there for their brothers. That's that's the bottom line. Like they're gonna be out there for their people and try to win championship. Even if it's like Earl was, unless like middle finger to y'all. If I get hurt, I could see that for sure in both cases. But until then, like even Earl, as mad as he was at Pete and John, was out there. Yeah, he was out there balling every week. <laughs> even no the week he got cap. hurt. So I think that'll be the case there. Um, the difference is, I think eventually these guys will get paid. 
the numbers is. that I think. I'm pretty confident in my number. Your number's a little high, but it's a little high. That is a little high. At That's least BFG numbers, baby. That is a BFG number. That's a BFG <laughs> number for sure. But now that training camp is open, it opens up the discussion for dang, what you guys like, what you guys didn't did not like about training camp for me. What I liked was just seeing everybody out there. It was dope. It was like, man, you mean like players or players, fans, just the whole environment. It was cool. Nice sunny day. Got to see it live. I didn't have to ask you, like, hey, Mike, what went on today? Oh, by the way, this, oh, someone got moss. Oh, this, I was able to see all of it today. Even though it's day one, mm-hmm. it was just good being back out there. Some of the challenges, and you probably will have the same ones as not being able to dab with some of the players that you have talked to and, yeah, was you know, first time meeting, for example. Actually, I won't even say who the player was, but saw a player that we've had on the podcast previously. He's always oh, good. Adapt. Oh, can't do that. My bad, brother. Cannot shake yeah, hands. Yeah, do not get near the player. So, I think the players can't even sign autographs. If you're a fan and you got an autograph, let me know. But I really don't think anyone can sign autographs. Yeah. You're not allowed to be that close. You got to be 10 feet away from the players at all times. So that was kind of like, that was kind of weird because before when we first started, when I first started attending camp, I was able to meet guys, introduce myself, dap them up, the whole thing. Right now, right. it's like, oh, what's up, Chris? Uh, back up. Right. Yep. Yeah. That it's is, cool. That is a little weird. I'm happy they have food. Um, I know this really only matters to just me, but uh, <sighs> last year they didn't have food at training camp. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I think it was just like granola bars and stuff like that. Um, because training camp for people who don't know, they usually have a full spread. Like in yeah. a normal year, it's like two years ago when yeah, it was like barbecue oh, ribs every day I or teriyaki it, or pasta. It was, oh. and then last year it was like, here, have a bagel. I was like, time out, man. With the whipped cream. Yeah, it was like, well, we couldn't even go in there. Hang on, so, it's not whipped cream. Time out, sour cream. Excuse me. No, false alarm. No, it's cream said, cheese. Sour if, cream. If you put cream? sour cream on a bagel, you are a terrorist. <laughs> you know, I gotta think about this. I don't, clearly, I don't eat bagels. No, like it's that. cream cheese. It's not, definitely not. Bro, you okay, not put done. cream cheese on a bagel. I'm done. Are you not put sour cream on a bagel? I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, you you are bagels. a terrorist if you do that. <laughs> That's how you get COVID. Is you put sour cream. Uh, on a bagel, uh, but yeah, them having food was was not even if it was just chicken wraps. That's all it was today. But like that's that better, was some food. Better than granola bar. Uh, that's better than just granola bar. We'll check bars. that as a pro. And, yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely had the food trucks back out there. I like the food trucks. I didn't eat at them, but because uh, I'm cheap, they give me free food. Why I'm, you know, why I'm gonna spend money? Yeah, why I'm gonna spend, spend the money? Uh, yeah, the downside is definitely like I didn't already got in trouble day one, shaking somebody's hand, and then the PRP would be like, "Yo, can't do that. We told you." Yeah, like chill out. And it's like you know what? My I said my bad. You know I won't do that. I forgot. Forget. Yeah, it's just so natural. I'm sure you guys have all been out there. You know, first time meeting somebody or seeing somebody after COVID, and you just hug them or give them, show them some love. Like that was the natural inclination. But I'm with you, man. It's tough. And seeing then, the position battles play out, yes. hearing a little bit of the trash talk, hearing the coaches you heard co- some because I didn't hear none. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, little. The mu- little. we were on the side with the the speakers yeah, we blaring, right speaker, so I yeah. couldn't hear anything. And then when we moved, I started talking to Curtis Crabtree. Co-worker at KJR, so I really didn't hear much trash talk. But it's, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. But when the pads hear, come on, I think yeah, we'll you hear can more. hear a little bit. Just even hearing like hearing the coaches coach the guys up and stuff like that. Like that's where I get a lot of my my insight. How I know how guys are built. You know who's who's willing to throw hands. Who's quiet? Who's the first in every drill? Who's like you know? I figure all this stuff out being closer to the action. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Even if they have a bunch of rules saying what I can and cannot report and stuff like that. So also the interview process for you is gonna be fun. Uh yeah, the interview. I, I'm gonna come. We're gonna talk about that in the next the next show. Like how that goes. We're we're getting one on ones, guys. We're getting one on ones. My first one on ones in forever. Uh, it feels <laughs> like I don't know how it's gonna go because I can't be within six feet of the players. So I don't know how I gotta just yell it. Hey man, how was your off season? He's like, hey, I can't hear you. I'm standing by the speaker. You know, I don't know how that's going. How that's gonna go? But I'm excited to do that because it's hard for me to do our jobs when everything's just on Zoom and everybody be asking bad questions, interrupting my good questions or Joe's good questions, uh, stuff like that. Like that, I hate that. But I'm we don't gotta deal with that no more. So that's true. I am. I am. I am happy about that, man. I'm happy you get to be out there too. Yeah, it's good being back out there, man. It was fun. It was. It was good. I got to see everybody I haven't seen in a year. So it was weird seeing everyone out there, but also really cool. So it's good to be back. Got a couple of weeks of this thing, and then it's it's go time, man. Uh, regular season. Yeah, I'm traveling again. I'm traveling again. I don't know if I have said that on the show before. I'm not going to Vegas, sadly. Uh, but it's probably uh, that's a good a, thing, man. But I'm going to. Nah, I'll be chilling in Vegas, man. Vegas got, that, Vegas got too many dress codes. That's why I don't like. You're Mike Dugar. I don't show, like, just flash the name. They don't. They don't care about it. Deshaun got you. You know what's funny? I bought this shirt in Vegas just so I could get into uh, a club. club. This polo shirt yeah. just to get into the club. I, I had like, to buy a T-shirt that says "I love Las Vegas" to get into a strip club because I had on 
something. They were like, you can't wear that in there. Exactly. Like, I, what do you mean? I don't like the strip club. I don't bro. like the, the, uh, the dress codes in Vegas. Man, so. told me to go to a store around the street. <laughs> CVS. He was like, go to CVS, bro. Get your t-shirt. You can't wear that, though. I was like. He's probably wearing a tank top. Bro, it might have been because it was 110 yeah. at, you know. Exactly. That's midnight. another thing about Vegas. Like, you want me to dress up, brother? It's the desert. <laughs> what do it's I hot. look like? But yes, I am traveling. I'm only not going to Vegas. I'm going to every other game. Indy. Sorry, everything's already booked except for the Niners game. I don't know That'll why I haven't fun. booked that yet. So, yeah, man. Uh, we'll be back every week at training camp now after yes. every preseason game and all that. We had to take that little hiatus so Chris could turn 29. And Mike uh, can go to Miami and but, drop. We'll yes, have fun. that as well. Miami where there wasn't strict dress codes. So, <laughs> we back and we're going to take questions and stuff too. We will. We'll get, we'll get into that. We'll have That's more interviews. That's my bad. To be honest, I was telling Mike before the show started, I was like, bro, I forgot to tell you to drop the pod questions hours ago at training camp so that's on me people now nah, we'll, we'll get back to it though we'll have we'll have more players and stuff on we're just doing it we trying to test out the video and stuff without without uh, the players can you see our faces man we're good man Think so, it went well. yeah man you see all three chains every time you see me so uh <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll be back hopefully we're gonna have coaches on too we'll yes. shout out to clint hurt d-line coach had him on we had some players on we're gonna try to ramp it back up. It's go time. I'm excited. We all excited. We sound like yes. Russ now talking about how excited we are for the season. But can't wait. We legitimately are. Man. Go Hawks. So thank you guys for tuning in to our uh, back episode at training camp uh, 2021 uh, debut. Uh, we'll be back, like I said, every week after the preseason games. We're gonna make we're gonna make it happen. Uh, thank you guys for all rocking with us. We're gonna be back next week. Make sure you guys tune in and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Everyone's listening right now, just audio. Tap in, man. It's fun. We're gonna have some fun up here on the YouTube. And thank y'all. I said we wanted to get to 400 like three weeks ago. And I think right after that podcast, we got like another 60 subscribers. So we appreciate you guys that appreciate that one subscriber. So let's try to get, you know, to 600 and maybe a thousand by the time the season starts. So that's what, six weeks from now. So share this with a friend. Let them know that we see Ox Man to Man. And we give you guys what you want. All right, man. On that note, we out. Time to you.